Hello everybody, it's 40k lore time, and we're gonna learn about things and waste all your time. Hi, so you're listening to Foxtrot Battleline. It's um, been a while. <laughs> yeah, it's almost been a full year Yeah, since our last episode. So um, I'm here with Lou. My name is Steven, and welcome to our podcast. Yeah. Um, and we're considering this... Uh, the relaunch or the first launch. So, um, you know, thank you for joining us and I hope, um, to, you know, build a great community with everyone and, um, hope you enjoy our show and, um, you know, we're yeah. going to go over tonight. Um, thanks for tuning kinda, in. Yeah. Thank you. Um, we're going to go over tonight, kind of who we are, um, our podcast goals. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about a world we're building and then we're going to dive a little bit into just, you know, a general discussion kind of about ninth edition. Um, the new exciting thing from Games Workshop. Oh, yeah. So um, I guess first off, you know, um, I just want to explain a little bit about kind of who we're associated with. So um, our podcast is run um, out of Connecticut uh, through Royal Fox Studios. And my buddy Lou, who is here and will be uh, a regularly scheduled guest, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, is uh, the CEO of uh, Royal Fox Studios. And um, it's a great spot. If you are local, you know, come swing by, you know, doors are open. Um so uh it's a you know i love your studio Lou. yeah it's my I, little home away from home yeah it's very quaint and one of the nicest studios you've ever seen we and, play a handful of 40k games in here so far and they're kind of makeshift uh <laughs> but soon um i'm adding on the fox drive battle line uh studio in the back which will be attached to the primary studio um so you know look out for some um some videos from that and um some pictures i'm sure on instagram and facebook and what have you. So, um, you know, first off, just to plug that, um, follow us on Instagram, uh, S, uh, Foxtrot Battle Line 5198, I believe. Yeah, that's um, it. And uh, you can email me at any time uh, about anything uh, at foxtrotbattleline at gmail.com. So, um, with that out of the way, um, let me go into, I guess, a little bit about myself. Um, so, yeah, Lou, you can kind of take a back seat. Okay, yeah. <laughs> right chill, now, take a... Um, Chilling out. Yeah. So uh, my name's Steven. Um, I have a long history with 40K. So I actually started way back when, when I was, I don't know, like, how old are you in third grade? In third grade? Yeah. Oh, my God. Not third. I no, stayed... no, no. Sorry. I'm thinking third edition. <laughs> I stayed back in first grade. I don't even know. Um, um, I was like 10, I guess. Um, 10 well, to 12. Well, if you were 10, that means I was what? Uh, nine? Year younger. Yeah. All right. Um, so I started in third or fourth edition. And, um, I started playing with my brothers and at the time, my first army ever, and I think this is why I went back to them, um, was Tyranids. Um, and I remember doing the paint job and everything too, cause I would just <laughs> prime them black, <laughs> splatter red on them, like literally splatter, like splatter painting oh, yeah, yeah. and then put glue on them and dip them in sand. <laughs> that was my whole paint scheme. And at the time it seemed brilliant. <laughs> did it work? It had, oh, it did. Yeah. You should have took pictures. Though. I mean... I wish because um, I have a feeling like some of the older adults were like, oh, yeah, good job. But like secretly like for a third grader, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's where I started. My brother played um, Dark Eldar at the time. We had, I think, uh, at some point we were running an IG army. Um, the rules are so complex. I can't imagine. Uh, I'm sure I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. Um, I, th I, th I think I thought I knew what I was doing. And then, you know, the arrogance of a third grader. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm sure, although I did beat a lot of older people. Really? Yeah, I won tournaments at my local hobby shop. What? As a, and what grade were you in? Um, I was you probably were, a little older. Than like th- I keep saying third grade, but I'm thinking third edition. Right, right. I was so probably a little older. You said th- around 13, you meant? No, no, I was younger than Before that. Before that? Yeah, because 13, I was almost in high school. We started early in New Hampshire. Um, I'm from New Hampshire. So. I, can't, I can't believe that was your first experience with 40K. That yeah, is. I was winning tournaments. I mean, they were you know small, like 10 people, but I was beating older adults. Granted, third or fourth edition, Tyranids were also s- super easy to play. It was charge and, you know, slice. Yep. So um, they still run similar mechanics, but it's a lot more, I think, nuanced now um, with the missions. There weren't the same kind of missions. But um, anyways, long story short, I played back then, um, took a long, long hiatus, and then got back into it in my late 20s, um, about two or three years ago now. Um, Even then, though, uh, so when I got back into it um, was when I – you know, Lou and I were uh, playing it together um, at a local hobby shop in Connecticut. And um, uh, just FYI, if you've listened to that first episode, um, I mentioned Tau a lot. I no longer play Tau. Um, <laughs> but back then, you know, I was playing. T- that was even two years ago. Wow. Yeah, it was two years since your first Tau. I mean, it's crazy. Um, so I started with them and then I had a Tyranid army, sold it. And... I played Necrons. Did you play Tyranids a lot? I only I see played you. them like once. I remember that yeah. game, by the way. It was so stupid. I, I bought all this shit and I played them once. It was a 4,000 point game. <laughs> oh, I had that many points. No, it was you and DJ, 2,000 oh, points two each. Teams. Yeah, oh, right? Okay. All right. I thought so, anyway. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, so, anyways, um, we took a long hiatus, Lou and I, and we started rock climbing and it kind of took precedence over everything. Um, as some hobbies kind of sweep us up. Um, so now we're here though. So, um, and I guess just going over stuff now, um, I play, I want to tell you my, you know, primary armies. Um, I play dark angels, Tyranids and, uh, Drew Kai. I just got into Drew Kai and they're super complex and I'm taking my time with them. So, Mm. um, 40 K has always been sort of a meditative thing for me. Um, I really like the artistic, at least me personally, um, Lou is different and, and that's what we love about the game is everyone yeah, has, has different perspectives. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool because it's the same thing, you know, it's the same hobby, but, um, different people have different kind of, uh, views on it and what they love and what they don't love. And I like that about it. Yeah. I love that about it. Actually. Some people, you know, they get the army, they build them, they paint them and it's a very meditative, like uh, process where they get to identify with their army and, and have that relationship with their army. Yeah. And actually uh, we'll talk about that at a later date, but I think that's an important uh, philosophical kind of uh, topic yeah. to touch on. But um, so, you know, that's me. Um, I will be mostly, you know, running the podcast here, at least planning it. Um, the execution will be totally different, but uh, Lou and I will be the, you know, your main host and now introducing Lou. Hey, uh, my name is Lou. I own Royal Fox Studio where we do our Fox Shop Battleline episodes. But more importantly, I'm an Imperial Guard player, but I haven't always or, been. Or more unfortunately. <laughs> oh, more unfortunately. <laughs> I haven't always been an Imperial Guard player. Um, you know, I started playing 40K very, I guess, late in the grand scheme of things. In the middle of 8th edition is when I started playing 40k that's actually a good i think you know just to interject a little bit here yeah. um i think it's a great time to start in eighth um, yeah well sixth and seventh were 
I mean, I didn't play them, but you've heard all the stuff. They were about still them. using blast templates and everything. Well, not just that, but Games Workshop just didn't care about the customers. And so right now, um, for those of you who just kind of started, which you know we also very much cater to, uh, you know, come along this journey with developing as players with us, and uh, <laughs> sort of the tagline there. Um, but uh, sixth and seventh, I heard from you know more experienced players that. Um, were very, very, very. Games Workshop did not care about the customers, and they didn't listen to content. Didn't care about the game. They just probably used it as a cash cow during that time. They called themselves a model. The notorious quote is that Games Workshop called themselves a modeling company, a model company, not a gaming company. Oh, geez. So they just ignored all aspects of gameplay. Um, yeah. And I think right now with eighth, and even more so with ninth, we're finally starting to see a little bit of. Um, engagement and some real uh thought about the rules you know i'd like to see more but um i think it's a good start so but yeah. anyways you know so you know i started getting into 40k about what is it two two years ago year and a half ago two two Almost years ago two and, a half. <laughs> and uh i you know i was uh broke as i could be i ended up getting a job at a local hobby shop and part of my job was to learn all of the games and i kind of became enamored with 40k uh with along with some other games but those those kind of died out over time and 40k stood the test of time mm. and i think you know to your point too about yourself um i think uh lou had a at first had a love hate relationship and then because uh some of our community way back when or was a little bit toxic um and i think once both him and i left that we kind of found our own love independently for 40k and encouraged each other um, which, you know, uh, for those of you, what, you know, what we really want to do here too, is like, there's a lot of negativity about 40 K, um, on this podcast, we're going to try to, you know, stay very positive and try to encourage, you know, your love of the aspects of the game that you like, because I think, you know, why do something if you don't love it? <laughs> yeah. We're not here to ba we're bash them for, I mean, there are definitely some things that, uh, you know, I had, I've had an issue with that, you know, as I think I, as I get an ex as more experienced as a player, I'll be able to kind of conquer those hurdles that I was having a trouble with earlier in the past year or so. Yeah, and in ninth, I think it's going to um, end up being a little bit more like um, uh, Warm Hordes. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, they're kind of heading there. So, But anyways, we're getting a little off topic here. So, <laughs> While I was working at the hobby shop, I kind of uh, got enamored by the game. You know, a lot of customers would come in, a lot of people, friends that I got to know over time would play, and I got to watch and learn all the rules and everything. And eventually I decided I was going to get my own 40K army uh, on a very tight budget. So one of the things I was considering uh, was what do I want my first army to be? Right. And I, I got a lot of advice during that time, but I ended up deciding to base my first army around my budget, which uh, I think everyone knows who plays 40K that 40K can be a very expensive game. <laughs> it's almost an understatement. <laughs> yes. To build an army can cost you an arm and a leg. Or months and months of rent. <laughs> or months and months of rent. So with the problem of money in mind, I ended up building the smallest army possible. Uh, and I ended up playing Adeptus Custodes. <laughs> and I, I loved them a lot because I never, ever want to see a model die. And my... Custodes had a very hard time dying. Yeah. On and the... just um, a little bit of insight here from someone who plays with Lou often. <laughs> oh um, 
he plays, you know, as he mentioned, he plays Astra Militarum or Imperial Imperial Guard right now. And um, it's like one guardsman dies and <laughs> lose cowering on the floor crying. It's so sad. <laughs> I have to sing him sweet nothing so oh, he poor <laughs> can come back guardsman. to the game. <laughs> He had a family, Steve. <laughs> he did have a he family for the Emperor. <laughs> he, he was a father, little Joe. He's waiting for him. All of Lou's Garsmen, I think, should now be named Joe. <laughs> oh, no. But, uh, you know, I, when I first started playing, I was very attached to my models on the board. and, and Which with, it's hard not to in yeah. your defense, you know. You know, I li- I like them. You know, yeah, they're my... They're, of course. You spend so much money, you build them, you pay them, and you love them, and then they die. <laughs> <laughs> that's one way to put it <laughs> no but they die over and over again they're resurrected technically so. that's why i'm only going to play lords of war from now on <laughs> <laughs> i'm only playing three bane blades and that's it <laughs> but um you know eventually uh as i got better and i learned more rules um i learned that my true love was imperial guard in you know Asher militarum and we all have our true love. yeah and it, n- more specifically not the infantry but the um, artillery, you know, mm. the Basilisks, the Wyverns, the Hydras, the Lehman Russes. All super cool models. I yeah. love them. They to need de- to be updated. But. I love them to death. And th- that's what originally attracted me to the Imperial Guard. And I still absolutely love the models, the stats, and the aesthetic of, of all of that. So um, I ended up selling my custodes. I've since then learned much more about the game, become more well-rounded as a player. And I finally, just in the past few weeks, finished my first 2,000-point roster for the Imperial Guard. At least buying it, yeah. And I'm ready to win a tournament. <laughs> <laughs> Straight to LVO, yes. right? Um, no one can stop me. <laughs> and um, one of the, I think, great things, too, just so your listeners know, Lou and I have a very, when we play games, it's a very not like, I'm going to beat you relationship. Like, I'll point out rules he should use and yeah. Oh, yeah, stuff we like that. Yeah, so... Um, I think it's important to know about <laughs> about the way him and I play. Um, granted, with I'm sure with anyone else, you'd be much more competitive. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I'll have I'll have had plenty of time to practice with you, and yeah. we'd be able to hone our skills together, and then we could steamroll our opponents. <laughs> Double team them. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah. Um. So you know that's kind of who uh, Lou and I are, and um. Well, from a 40k perspective, you'll learn. I'm sure you'll learn more about our personalities as we go, but. Um, but I guess, you know, in reference to both of us together as uh, as a duo here on this podcast, I think we have a very fundamentally unique perspective to understanding the world and game of 40K. Yeah. And Lou and I's perspective are both different, too. Um, and I think that's what's cool about uh, 40K community is um, like you spend so much time with it alone that you kind of develop your interests a little bit on your own, but also as part of a community. And, um, you do, you know, with friends and stuff. And I think with us, um, we always try to develop, you know, our skills. Like I'll, you know, sit at home and purposely make a roster to like, just fuck you. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I don't ever play them, <laughs> but I have them <laughs> in case I piss him off one day. Yeah. Well, uh, and that's the thing about, you know, uh, in everyone's community is kind of like your local meta kind of determines for sure. Yeah. And our local meta is, you know, the armies we listed. We IG, um, well, thousands. Lou didn't mention the other armies. He's yeah. I do play Thousand Suns, which I'm just getting into for the very first time. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, my third army because I plan on running, you know, at least two or three armies. And my third army is to be determined at the moment. Yeah. You know, when I get he I, wants as many armies as I do, as I, get, I have. Yes. <laughs> well, I, we also like we want to, you know, in our local 
um, gaming community and for, you know, you guys, when we start recording, we want to have, you know, some varied units and, uh, make our, uh, we'll get into this later, but we want to make our narrative, um, cause we were planning on doing, um, some extensive narrative video, um, battle reports and, um, we want to make it varied and make our world diverse, I think. So, yeah, I mean, we do have quite the stage set for our narrative campaign and our, and our narrative world that we're building. Yeah. Um, well, we should pause on that just briefly yeah. because, um, you know, right now I'll just go over, uh, so we, you know, that's who we are. Um, but I want to go over kind of our podcast goals, you know, um, as, as an, as an introduction episode, I just want to kind of lay out a foundation, uh, at least for season one, maybe that'll change, you know? Um, but, uh, we're going to run in seasons here. Um, so I don't know how many episodes will be on a season. Uh, no idea. We'll see, you know, yeah. whatever feels natural. Yeah. Maybe a season will be a year. No idea, but you know, we're going to run in seasons. Um, when I feel like there's a definitive change, <laughs> we'll do season two. Um, but for now, um, we're going to go over all your typical 40K stuff. So expect from us, you know, um, Codex reviews, um, ninth, obviously ninth edition review. Oh, yeah, big um, deal. Oh, huge deal. And we'll talk about that at the end. But um, we're going to go through all that. We're going to do, you know, tactics or thinking about tactics, especially for the armies. I'm sure you'll hear about the armies we play more often than not. Um, I just think that's what naturally happens. So uh, if you're a Drukhari player, Dark Angels player, (laughs) or a Tyranid player, you know, feel good because I'm sure I will always bring that back to myself. So, um, and, you know, Imperial Guard um, and Thousand Suns. So we touch on a little bit of every faction, which is good. You know, and as we go out into the community and we play games with our local community, we'll be able to bring our advice from those games even if it's versus other armies to you guys so you can benefit from that too yeah and um you know lou and i also just to touch on kind of the broader scope of this podcast we play um or we just got started with necromunda um we're planning on playing you know at least a little bit of lord of the rings um magic obviously we've played age of sigmar maybe 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 i don't know i'm a little intimidated by it because i don't know i don't know about our listeners out there but once you learn 40k it's like so it's so hard to bring yourself to learn another game we've got a lot on our plate (laughs) yeah so you know we're gonna try some of those things and do some battle reports and um you know um all that but uh, that's one of our podcast goals our second one is to be a little bit unique so um my personal kind of background is um i went you know, a long, a little while ago, I was, um, in a PhD program for philosophy. And so just not to, I'm not bragging at all. Trust me. I I didn't like it and left, but long story short, my mind kind of thinks on a deeper kind of like, why is this (laughs) level? So, um, we're going to bring some of that to this podcast. Um, so for example, we want to touch on kind of like, uh, gender roles, you know, social roles, just stepping back from the game and thinking more about like, the gaming community and like kind of the traits it exposes and a little bit like the psychology, but also, you know, just general research and stuff. So, um, I'm planning this season, so you should expect this in a month, maybe two. Um, I'm going to do a two part series on color theory and applying color theory to Warhammer. Um, and we'll take any suggestions that you have for researching. Don't, if you just have a general, like I've always wondered what 40 K is like, in this perspective, you know, just shoot us a question or, or, or a general topic. And, um, I'm sure I'll look up some book and if you know about it, you know, that's even better, you know, um, come on and talk about it. So, um, we want to add that kind of like 
I don't want to call it intellectual because that sounds fucking elitist, but perspective. It's a unique perspective that a maybe, more research oriented, yeah. deeper take on sort of not just 40 K, but you know, gaming in general, like, um, I'm thinking off the top of my head right now. I, when I was, uh, you know, in really super into philosophy, I was reading a lot about like theories of why human beings play games. That'd be just, you know, a cool discussion to have about, well, why do we even play 40 K in the, what is it about playing something? Cause you know, yeah. If you think about it very logically, playing a game is pointless. There's no, there's no outcome besides play itself. Okay. I can, I can see how just simply with logic alone. Right. So, you know, thinking more deeply about why are we so attracted to some of this stuff and um, how it applies to 40K or the games you play, you know, um, even video games is kind of applicable to that um, question. So, you know, some of those topics um, we're going to cover in like little special, special mini series. So. Um, look out for those. That's one of our goals here. Um, and Lou talked about this a little bit, but our other goal, much more related to um, the game, is um, Lou and I have been crafting. We were going to go to Nova a couple of years ago. It kind of fell through, but we've been crafting a world. Um, not, it's not named, so please forgive us. <laughs> we will refer to it as the world, but um, we're crafting a world. And I, by that, I mean, we made a story. We're going to make maps. Um, we're going to go through pretty much everything you'd hope to for kind of like a fantasy sci-fi setting. Um, just in, it'll be in the 40K universe using the existing races. We'll be constructing a six by four live tabletop that has lots of working elements of nature and where our specific armies are going to play roles and having already occupied those areas in the narrative right as well. and in that vein we're actually yeah and what lou, lou kind of even you know more to that we're actually constructing a table using kind of the scenery from our world so um that's the kind of the first step and we'll, and you may be thinking well who gives a shit well <laughs> the reason why you should give a shit is because um we're gonna do some video podcast in a narrative campaign you can follow along, make suggestions, and we want to interact with the community as much as possible. Um, and so the basic concept of our world right now is it's um, based primarily on five elements. I won't get into what they are. Well, you, you could probably guess, but <laughs> <I'll have to laughs> what, what five elements? I don't know. Yes, air, earth, and water are some of them. <laughs> but um, maybe six, because I'm thinking time we should add in. But You gave it away. I know. I'm so okay. sorry. <laughs> but um, so... Uh, these elements are basically, you know, it runs kind of the environment that you play on the area of the world in the map, but also there's artifacts that are going to be super important to our campaign and integral in the story. So um, those will be a part of our campaign. We're going to not only videotape us playing some of the campaign missions that we're crafting ourselves, but we're going to release them. Um, we'll release the written story, which I'm actually working on is more of a, it reads like a novel kind of, and maybe we'll add to it as the story. I definitely want to add to it as the story goes on and the games play out. Um, so we'll release that as like a maybe novella type type situation. You can read that. Um, we'll have to <laughs> figure out how to deal with trademarks. But <laughs> um, on that note, you know, we'll, I'm going to craft these missions. I'm going to release them. You can play them yourself. Um, you can, I'll, I'll even release rules for running, you know, a campaign in our world out of your house. Um, we'd love to get as much participation in this as possible. Um, and we're very open to suggestions here. So uh, we do have a little bit of an idea of the world, but it's, it's still open. Um, so you know, having more of a community in our own podcast community would be a lot of fun. So we encourage you to kind of participate in that. And um, I know some podcasts do that, but not very many, um, almost none. So we really, um, my whole 
thing is I love stories. So, um, and I love that kind of imaginative creating world building aspect that, you know, you see in fantasy writers. So, um, I'm bringing, that's kind of like my passion project on this podcast. Well, not that this isn't itself a passion project, but, um, that'll be kind of like where I'm going to be focused. Um, we're also focusing, you know, I don't want to dwindle it to that, but that's just one aspect. Competitive play will be huge. Um, Yeah. We'll talk about that. And that's, uh, you know, that's my passion of 4DK. Like I want to be able to break into the competitive community, even though I'm a new player, I don't have quite the amount of experience as some of the other people have been in that scene. We'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's where my heart is in 4DK. For me, building and painting, you know, that's all well and good, but I'd rather... You'd probably rather commission them out. <laughs> yeah, you know, if I could buy my army painted and built for me, that'd be perfectly fine. And then I could just get right to the play and, and experiment with the strategy, the positioning, the stratagems, and, and all of that. That's that's where my heart is. And um, I think Lou will do pretty successfully once he learns the rules. Yes, yeah. there are many rules to learn. And they continue to <laughs> aye, be... Aye. <laughs> and they continue to change with forty with uh, the ninth yeah, edition. Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, am I missing? I just want to make sure I've covered everything. So yeah, we'll we'll be you know we'll be diving into some deep topics. We'll be releasing narrative content. We'll be talking about match play, going code, and then all the normal stuff you expect from a forty k. Yeah, list building and strategy. You know what the metas are currently. Space Marines. Uh, space Space Marines. <laughs> Um, our next episode, we will, I'll, we're going to have, we're going to have guests as much as possible too. Most of them will be, um, remote, but, um, I think, um, right now that's especially prevalent in the world. So, um, it's just also easier to have someone call in. Yeah, it's true. Especially with COVID right now, some right. people might not be, uh, you know, as, amp- uh, preemptive to come out right and uh we totally understand that um and we'd love to hear your stories about covid please email me (laughs) people (laughs) people are using 40k you know to deal with uh, this trying time you know yeah and i have been personally so you know that's why i'm gonna hold off on my story with it because i you know maybe we'll do a whole episode with if we get some responses so um but anyway so you know that's kind of who we are what we're gonna do and what to expect a little bit i'm sure some of this will change you know don't hold us accountable the narrative thing won't but you know don't hold us accountable um uh like i said earlier in the podcast i'm moving into kind of my own studio for this um and we're gonna set it up with like a professional video rig don't expect too many episodes i do have to work but (laughs) no yeah um maybe if i get going you know maybe a weekend we just record like six of them <laughs> hey you know what i wouldn't mind playing six games in a row or just well, it wouldn't be just you but um yeah so um if you're local in connecticut too and you have any interest in playing we're more than open to you know widening our community so um i think am i missing anything no, I think I think we touched base on everything. We've got uh, our own personal armies, our story, how we got started in 40k, our world, what you know, our listeners can expect. We've got a lot of new and upcoming content, uh, you know, to be expected. And uh, we promise that content is now coming. I'm actually dedicated to oh, yeah. doing it. Last year, <laughs> I had the idea last year, about a year ago, and um, it kind of fell under the wayside, and then we got distracted. And yeah, we'll be talking uh, about the specifics of all the armies, how things are changing. You know, and, and of course, if you guys have your questions, give us a call, email us at foxtrotbattleline at gmail. We'll be able to address your questions live on the podcast, yeah. live over the phone. 
and we uh, want as much interaction here as possible. Yeah, we're here to help you. This isn't yeah. a podcast about us. This is about the community. Oh, it's a little bit about us. It's a little, maybe a little. <laughs> but um, yeah, and um, we did want to touch. Did you want to talk about nights tonight, or you want to hold hold off on that? Uh, you know what? There's not a, the rules that are out are kind of speculative. Well, let's just. I guess. Are you excited? <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm playing IG though. Yeah, I don't know. So uh, what Lou's referring to is we just heard, right? At least right now, we just heard kind of the Overwatch rules. So I don't know if for those of you who are keeping up with the Warhammer community, which is a great right now, GW is doing a great job of engagement. Yeah, and um, I think um, so we just heard the Overwatch rules. They were just released, I think, over the when did I call you about the. <laughs> <laughs> it must have been just a few days ago, you know, and and, yeah. and I was a little, well, maybe I'm not disappointed per se, but, you know, I think 8th edition really- but You f- also have the blast rules, man. Those just came out and those, those benefit you, so. That's true. 8th edition really favored the shooty armies. Mm. That was the meta. That was what's winning most of the tournaments. I don't think you could have an army that was all assault and win anything, to be honest. <sighs> really? I mean, maybe rarely, but no, most of it was very firepower oriented. So people who have a, a more diverse army, a more melee-oriented army, are now they they believe that they're going to be more favored in ninth edition. No, I don't think I don't think it's favored. Well, favored um, comparatively to eighth edition. I think they're I think it's getting more balanced between assault and shooting. That's like what you I mean. need both. Yeah. Um, otherwise, so what are you gonna what are you gonna feel? Ogrens? What the hell? Nothing. What the no. hell fights? I'm just gonna <laughs> play as min- the minimum uh, amount of. Well, your tanks can now shoot in combat, so that'll help. Yeah. I think all artillery can. Yeah. Even my Bane Blade can. And Tyranid monsters. Oh. So. So I'm just going to play the minimum amount of uh, infantry and just put a, you know, parking lot, my Lehman Russes out there, you know, 12 in a row. But um, we kind of want to, we did write it down to talk about ninth, but um, it's too early. It's all speculative at yeah. the moment. People yeah. are trying to build around some of the leaks, but you, you never really know. Um, yeah, like I was telling Lou earlier today, we were just having a casual, you know, discussion, and I was, uh, I was saying how these people on Reddit are like telling people, like they're going out and buying like <laughs> multiple units of things they think are going to do okay. We don't have a holistic view, so you know, just put the brakes on a little bit. Mm. Yeah. So, um, I'm still rocking my IG. That doesn't matter how the game changes. Oh, well. Yeah, and just FYI, I don't think I mentioned this earlier. Dark Angels are kind of my like my prime primary army, if oh, you yeah. will. But I have a feeling it's going to be Drukari eventually. So you're going to switch over. I just, um, you know, that feeling you get when you like discover an army that um, is you. Just get a little. Funny I didn't. Feeling. I felt that with uh, Dark Angels, but I felt it even more <laughs> with with Dark Eldar. So um, I guess we'll see. You know, we will. Yeah, and. Uh... You know, if the rules are changing in, in this way, you know, my secondary army, you know, the Thousand Suns, they may have more of an advantage than previously. Uh, I think Thousand Suns will be pretty consistent in this next edition. Yeah. Like, they'll be decent. Yeah. I'm looking um, forward to that. Oh, I guess a fun thing to do at the end of the podcast, um, just based on the rules. Oh, I already know my answer. All Sorry. Right. All right. But I'm um, guessing kind of the meta, at least for the first three months of ninth. Who do you think is going to be the best army? Oh, man. Okay. Or like top. Uh, top three. Give me top three based on the leaks. <sighs> and this is just for fun. <laughs> this is absolutely, maybe we'll be right, but. Let me take you. Uh, man, there's so many armies to choose. So um, I do think that Tyranids are going to have a really strong advantage in ninth edition. 
Because um, of that mortal wound stratagem? Yeah, the mortal wound stratagem. When you disengage, but what about the blast? That's going to balance them out. Also, there's no more continuous overwatch across the board. Mm-hmm. You know, So when the Zergs ad- move, advance, and charge... Zerg? Or the Zerg. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Freudian you can, slip. You can tell I'm a StarCraft player. Uh, yes, but when the Tyranids get in close, they're, they're going to be suffering less casualties than they normally would have in 8th. Very true. And when you have 150 models, those casualties will add up. It's a lot. Especially when you can deal more wounds if you run away. But if the new blast rule affects that... Um, it, I it'll affect Tyranids. Yeah, yeah, so I don't know how, how well that's going to translate. Plus, plus um, a lot of those bigger units, um, like Hormagons, Termagons, some of them would drop in and be used to tie up tanks. Now they're going to get destroyed. Yeah. Um, by you, you can't tie up a tank anymore, really, in the same way. So, um, But yeah, okay, Tyranids... Yeah, Tyranids, um, I think some of the shooty uh, swarm armies are probably going to do well. I would love to see orcs in the top meta Yeah, coming up yeah, in ninth edition. Just because um, you know, neither of us play orcs, but seriously, they're so cool. Not yet, not yet anyway. <laughs> and they're also hilarious, you know? like um, They're perfect for 40k. They got that new codex, or, or did it not come out yet? Oh, it came out a while ago. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, everything came out. That's why Psychic Awakening, so... All codexes, Psychic Awakening. And, and I, I like to root for the underdog. So, I mean, maybe orcs aren't going to make it. But I'm, I'm thinking Tyranids, orcs, and then something from the previous meta is probably going to stay consistent. Chaos, probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, they have a good mix of shooting and um, uh, close, com- close combat, yeah. So, What do you think? Um, I think the first three months, Blood Angels. Really? Number one, yeah. Um, I think... Based on the kind of the rules, what's going to happen is elite close combat units that can also kind of have some firepower, blood angels mm. are going to succeed the most. Um, I just think with those new rules, you're going to see a balance between hordes and elite armies, and so what's going to come up is the middle tier people who are good at assault, aka blood angels. Mm. They're my number one. Um, secondary is always Eldar. They're always good, no matter what. Uh, craft worlds especially yanari has kind of been nerfed but um craft worlds will be good um they always are you know you know why that is they have a unit that can do everything there's a unit in the craft world there's a unit in the craft world codex that can adapt to every edition that's why they've been so successful even when i third edition craft worlds were (laughs) good they've always been decent so um that's my second okay um my third Shit. I know. Um, Space Marines, obviously. Oh, no. <laughs> Not Dark Angels. Space okay, Marines. Right. Um, that codex was insane. The new, new, newly released codex, it was, it was really fucking Yeah, great. some of those bikes and quads and like uh, no, I'm, I'm not infantry. Oh, yeah, the new ones? Yeah, oh, look, the bikes just seem overpowered, they honestly. They look good. I'm going to run them. <laughs> but, of course you will. <laughs> um, they just seem overpowered, to be honest. So Those uh, are your top three, then? Yeah, I think so. We'll see what unfolds. Um the world may never know. Right. But we're going to do a huge codex review, uh, or sorry, rule book review when it releases um, after we do some play testing. Um, I think we're going to need a little while to let it germinate. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people are going to be list building. It's going to take some time for things to settle. People are going to want to run all types of hypotheticals and see how they stand against right. And the meta is going to take time to solidify. Always does. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's why I think the first three months play test you know as much if you're a listener and you're new to the game just play pick something you love and yes that was the best advice that i got that i didn't follow right yeah you didn't <laughs> um in fact when lou first started 
he probably didn't say this, but um, he heard Custos were super competitive. Um, and they are to an extent. Um, you got to know how to, they're really hard to play. Um, they're actually one of the, we were talking about that earlier. They're one of the, uh, we were talking about the hardest armies to run because Dark Eldar or Drukhari always pop up. Yep. Um, and also Custodes. Mm, I didn't realize that. Well, you have so few models, you've got to make sure they're super effective. Yeah. Um, but he did hear that they were good and, you know, lose competitively minded. So he kind of gravitated towards them. And then later on, I told, I told him, or, or multiple people told him, but I was definitely one of them. I was like, play something you love because you spent a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, you know, I ended up uh, cycling out some of the custodes and then um, doing a detachment of custodes with the Imperial Guard, mm -hmm. which ended up being more effective um, in the long run. I think run. your IG straight army, your mono army will be better. Oh, yeah, I love it. Yeah. I love it. So, um, yeah, so, you know, we kind of bantered at the end there, but we covered everything we wanted to. Um, and, um, you know, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook. Uh, we have a page Foxtrot battle line. Well, make sure you put a space in there. Foxtrot space battle line. Um, our email is Foxtrot battle line, all one word at gmail.com. You can email us anytime. Instagram, um, Foxtrot battle line, five, one, nine, eight, uh, follow us there. Um, and, uh, expect some cool things, you know, at the very least. So, yeah, we're going to be pumping out regular content. So, mm. uh, if you guys want to see what we're all about and uh, keep tuned, that's where you'll find us. And try to, you know, really reach out to us. You know, we're two pretty down-to-earth guys, and we want the community engagement. So that's one of our purposes here. So um, feel free, you know, even if it's a stupid question. Hey, what are points? You know, something like that. Yeah. We don't care. So There's no dumb questions here at Fo on Fox Shop Adeline. Yeah. Definitely. So um, just briefly, too, next time um, we're going to have uh, – Yo, do the voice. Next time on Foxtrot Battle Line. There we go. We're going to be covering uh, Space Marines next time. Um, we're going to go over just kind of, um, generally speaking, how they developed in 8th, what changed, why that Space Marine Codex in the middle of 8th was such a prominent one. Um, we're going to have uh, a buddy of ours, Corey, come on. He's a Blood Angels player. We're going to talk about, you know, kind of his 8th edition experience. I'm going to talk about Dark Angels. Um, we're going to talk about Ravenwing, I'm sure, because now it's going to be good. Um, and we'll just kind of go over in general, you know, some of the lore um, for those people who don't know it and um, really dive in. We just want to get this one out of the way because to me, at least Space Marines are a little bit of the more boring parts of the game. So, um, you know, we'll cover it and talk about why they're good, um, what they do badly, which is almost nothing now. <laughs> but... Um, you know, uh, that'll be next time. So, you know, tune up for that. Uh, it'll probably be released this week, actually. Um, nice. So, yeah. And without further ado, thank you for joining us, and we hope you uh, continue to subscribe. Absolutely. Uh, oh, follow, subscribe to us on iTunes. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> Almost forgot to mention it. Um, all right. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you. We'll catch you next time on Foxshot Battleline. <laughs>